This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. Uh, an unusually positive one following away game for Newcastle United in 2019. We've just watched Newcastle defeat Leicester City 1-0 at the King Power Stadium. An excellent away performance. Uh, disciplined in defence and very good on the counter-attack. A wonderful Iose Perez goal towards the end of the first half. Gave Newcastle all three points. They held on. They've reached a 38-point mark. They're probably just about safe now. Lee, just sum up what we've witnessed. Well, fantastic team effort, collective display and all the things you want to see really from Newcastle on the road. Um, they nearly had a similar result to this uh, at Wolves earlier in the season, of course, but they couldn't hold on in the closing stages. Um, tonight they could. Um, they did it just by the skin of their teeth. I thought Leicester were going to you know, grab something late in the game, but really Newcastle deserved it. Um, they made life a little bit hard for themselves, obviously going in 1-0 at the break. They were more than good value for that, uh, but they couldn't add to it. And I think Almiron is is nearly there. You know, he's he's pushing, he's making runs, he's working hard. Just the finishing and the composure was just lacking. If we'd have had that tonight, Newcastle would have you know sealed the game a lot earlier than they did. So they're doing really well. Um, the bounce back from you know two defeats in a row, they're pretty much safe now. Thirty eight points. Um, it would be almost a miracle now if if Cardiff were to somehow recover and Newcastle were to lose all four games can't see it happening I think if anything now Newcastle should finish strongly um, I hope they can get at least what they got last season in terms of points um, and the games they've got um, you'd fancy they've got, they've got a chance of that so all in all top stuff 10 out of 10 for a team performance and um, onwards and upwards to the next game I mean, he touched upon Almir on there. He looks to me like a player who's... It's, it's nearly there. He just needs maybe that goal to, to really get... He looked like he really wanted that goal tonight. But I thought the front three worked very well together. Rondon, he's he's fascinating to watch if you watch him off the ball in terms of... Sometimes when the ball's played forward, he almost doesn't look at the ball. He's looking at the defender and he prays on the second ball. And Perez obviously was fantastic. And, and that front three have really transformed the way Newcastle can play, haven't they? And the fact that they're able to be so quick on the counter-attack as they were today. Atu came on for Almiron and also was effective in that regard. That allows them to build on these performances. And they just let Leicester have the ball, didn't they? And then counter-attacked and really created chances of their own. Yeah, I think, what was it at the end? Leicester had 73% of the ball. Um, I mean, really, I thought Leicester, while they did have the possession, I thought they were... I, I wasn't expecting them to be as, as kind of off the boil as they were, just with them winning the, the four games. I think it lured... Maybe them into a false sense of security. Um, they've looked fantastic in the last few weeks. Rogers has got them playing again, but it just didn't quite happen for them. And uh, Newcastle just got right in the faces from the off. 
Um, and you could feel the game sort of unfold as Newcastle were posing a few questions. You could hear the moans and groans coming down from the stands. And I thought the Leicester fans were quite quick to get on, on the back of the team, yeah, the way, given, given how well they've done and the position they find themselves in. Um, and I think Newcastle capitalised on that, and uh, it was great to see Perez, you know, get that goal at the time he did. It was a, you know, obviously, the the defining moment of the game, um, but really, threatened before that, they'd hit the bar through Rondon. Um, they'd had a couple of other good opportunities, but the good thing is they held on to that, even though they couldn't add to it, they held on to it, and they didn't do a Wolves, and they didn't throw it away in the last um, few seconds of the game. And here they are now pretty much safe Rafa wouldn't admit that they were safe <laughs> just yet but um, they've got every chance now of um, making it a strong finish You touched upon the goal there last season Newcastle came to the King Power Stadium albeit in slightly better form and they probably were just about already safe last season as well but they reached the 38 point mark having won here in expected fashion Jose Perez scored a wonder goal chipping Kasper Schmeichel he, he lobbed him again to a certain extent this evening with a, a really clever header Got the front post ahead of Wes Morgan. Very good ball in from Matt Ritchie and di- directed it into the far corner. There's something about Perez and scoring here, isn't there? And there's something about Newcastle. And when they really need a result to just go past that 38-point mark, they seem to get it at the King Power Stadium. Yeah, and you know it was exactly the same venue as last year. Similar scenes at the end of the game. The players going over um, to the supporters, who were brilliant all night. Um, you know, they made... I mean, they always make an unbelievable noise, but come down here on a Friday night um, a TV game and do what they did it was brilliant for the players and the players appreciated that at the end and really you could just feel um, you know the unity around the place this time last year we had the same situation Newcastle got confirmed you know pretty much safe here um, Rafa was in a position where he could have signed a contract they could have offered him the right deal they didn't do it. The club didn't kick on when everyone seemed to... You know, that unity was there. So now they've got a second chance to do that again. And um, if it doesn't happen, it's going to be a crying shame. We'll just get on to Rafa's post-match press conference in a second. I just want to touch upon a couple of the players who... I mean, I think every single Newcastle player played well. I don't think there was a bad performance out there. But two of the, the players who were really at the heart of that one was Isaac Hayden who was brilliant again in midfield and then you had Salomon Rondon up front two players who at the moment looks unlikely well at the moment they're, they're not necessarily going to be here next season Hayden said he wants to go for family and personal reasons and he, he said he hopes he can Salomon Rondon at the moment his loan deal expires in just a few weeks time the, the almost the spine of Newcastle's team there it's uncertain and you've got the uncertainty over the manager and, and that is well, as brilliant as a way tonight, I suppose that is a concern going forward that they're pivotal to this team and yet they may not be here next season. Yeah, there's so much that that needs to be sorted out behind the scenes. It's it's actually quite it's another concern, and I'm sure that if you asked anybody at boardroom level, they'd, they'd try and play it all down. But when you consider Diarmé could go, uh, Shelby could go, Hayden could go, Rondon could go because you don't want to pay the money for him. That's four huge players in in this squad. Um, moving forward Newcastle they already need to buy at least four or five players and if those four go then that's suddenly you know eight or nine players that they need to add to and you've got the goalkeeping situation where you've got three players coming towards the end of the contract one of them already been told he's not wanted in Rob Elliott so it only is with Dubravka so you need to sign potentially two more keepers if others move on 
so much to do and it's a short space of time other teams are starting to work now in terms of getting ready for next season the deadline is on August the 8th so pretty much as soon as the season's finished you need to be getting in a position to, to bring players in uh, get them in for early July Newcastle going away to China um, they've, they've got a complicated pre-season schedule which they've managed to draw up for themselves so so much to do short space of time to do it and also you know we haven't even mentioned Rafa's situation where he just said there we'll have to do the right things he hinted at getting players done quickly um, said he doesn't want 200 million to spend um, could be 150 million we don't know but uh, there's so much to be sorted out and really short space time to do it and Newcastle aren't good at doing things quickly so there could be a few little bumps in the road ahead yeah, I mean, Rafa had gone for months without really wanting to talk about his future. He'd said it was going to be done behind closed doors. He'd actually said he didn't want to talk about it until they were safe. Last week, he started to drip feed, and we've had a little bit more each week since. So yesterday, at his pre-match press conference, he kept on referencing Napoli. And in doing so, what he was basically seemed to be saying was, look, I had to sign experience first, then I signed some youngsters to go with them. We had the right blend. I asked him that yesterday, and he said we have the right blend at Newcastle at the minute, but then hinted the fact that Rondon may not be here, Diarmi may not be here. If you lose that experience, you need more. In his press conferences there, as you've said, he said about doing the right things. He said about signing players early when you asked him a question on that. Where do you think we are, Lee, in terms of his future? Now Newcastle are at 38 points. Yeah, Benitez wouldn't say that they were safe, even though he said before the 38 points would be that mark. Do you think now he is really going to push the onus onto the board and say, look, we are safe in the Premier League now, this is what I need, are you going to give me it? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much said all that. He has now effectively laid it on the line. I don't even think he needs to say anything. Newcastle, no, he's kept them in the Premier League the last two seasons now. The fans are chanting him, the fans are happy um, with the guy in charge. It's not very often that happens. Um, you know, we've had Keegan down the years happy with him um, Bobby Robson um, they were happy with him you know now we've got Rafa Benitez he, he almost fits in that same bracket um, we had a, some painful times under Alan Pardew I know he got them to fifth place but other than that it was it was hard to watch nobody you know 99% of the fans didn't want Alan Pardew uh, in my opinion the season they finished fifth obviously he, he earned the respect and then it all went, you know, missing after that, losing derbies, getting knocked out of cups early on. Um, Newcastle have got the man who can hold everything together. Um, so it's up to them really just to, to push the ball out now. Um, you know, offer him the contract he wants, offer him the little things he wants. I personally don't think he needs that much. I mean, I'm sure you probably the same. I don't think he's asking that much no. um, to stay on as manager. I don't think he's asking for, for mega money. I don't think he wants a big transfer kitty. He just wants to be in full control. And Newcastle, traditionally, they don't like being told what to do. So they need to kind of resolve the strategy a bit and give Rafa that leeway to do what he wants. And um, I think then everyone surely can be happy. I mean, everyone, Newcastle fans-wise, tonight were very, very happy. The away end was absolutely bouncing throughout and after the game... Perez went across first, double fist pump, then all the players followed. They were applauding the fans. Rondon sent out a tweet before saying about how it felt like a home game. And for the Newcastle supporters who haven't seen a win on the road in the Premier League in 2019 so far, we know the follower everywhere, we know it's a cliche, but again tonight they were absolutely superb, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, 
you were, I think you were filing your copy and they were still singing away um, long after the final whistle. Um, they didn't want to go home. Um, obviously, there's a few of them in the same hotel we are. They're down there having a you know a good time, and that's what you know the fans deserve. They deserve to have good times. This is a small taste of what it could be like uh, all the time, really. If you give Rafa that control, um, he can win games like this. He's just mentioned in there the top six. You know that is when you have to spend mega money to catch them up. But the other places, I mean, Leicester went into tonight's game knowing a win would keep them in touch for a Europa League playoff position. That's not beyond this club. It's not beyond Newcastle to to do that. It's just a case of you know getting things right. Um, they get themselves into so many strange situations with players. The Diame one, it being, you know, he's potentially two games away from triggering a one-year contract. When he's asked for a two-year contract, um, and Newcastle don't seem to want to give him the two-year one, but really he could be a handy squad player. I know there's probably better players out there, but he's someone you you can rely on. Um, so the situations like that, obviously the Hayden one is unfortunate. It's a family thing. But the Rondon one's another one where they can go out, get him signed up, he wants to be here. That's the price on the ticket, if you like. Pay the money, get him in, and then build from there. But they just seem to get themselves into so many strange situations. And just a, a final point, obviously Newcastle now, not mathematically safe, but 10 points ahead of Cardiff City, who have a substantially worse goal difference. Yes, they have two games in hand, but we're told before the game it would, it would be almost title-winning form for them now to get above Newcastle. There's also four teams in between Newcastle and the bottom three anyway. We think they're safe. We think they're going to be in the Premier League next season. So hopefully, do you think Newcastle can be a bit more relaxed in those last four games and hopefully enjoy it? Not like they did last season where maybe they went on the sunbeds a little bit too soon and went on that awful run before winning on the final day. Do you think that now just, just maybe the shackles will be off them a little bit? Well, they can certainly go into the Southampton game and play it with a little bit more freedom um, certainly with a little bit less anxiety um, they didn't seem to play with anxiety today I thought they were in full control um, with the game plan but you just hope that it's not going to be after the Lord Mayor's show kind of thing it's in James Park next week against Southampton Southampton obviously still need to, to get points there's still another round of games to, to go tomorrow Um Southampton will be, you know, probably needing a result to ease their own fears, but Newcastle go out in front of an expectant crowd. I'm pretty sure we're going to hear lots of chants of, you know, Rafa Benitez, we want you to stay. Uh, that'll be the message to to the top level at the, in the boardroom. There was only Lee Charnley here tonight, I believe, um, from from that sort of area of the club. So it it's in place for Newcastle. They've got to go out and they've got to get Rafa tied down. Um, you know, four games left. He will want to focus on football. The more impressive finish he can get, the higher up the league can get. Obviously, the more merit money they'll, they'll achieve, but also the more the more impressive it'll look in terms of his contract. You know, if he can get them as close to that top ten as possible, it just looks better on him. Well, thank you very much for your thoughts, Lee, and I hope that everyone enjoyed the Friday night. A very positive result for Newcastle United. They're just about there. Have a brilliant weekend, everyone, and thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure to follow Chronicle Live over the course of the next week as we build up to which is the next game against Southampton and Rafa Benitez's press conference later in the week. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. 
and this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.